final pathway core element is three, which is fault analysis and problem resolution, so finding problems and fixing them. Uh, 3.1, fault analysis tools and their application to identify problems. So these are some of the key things you can use, uh, hopefully, to make sure the job's a little bit easier. First of those is system alerts. So this is a flag uh, when something's happened within some sort of parameter. So a classic example here would be your setting in your BIOS. You set the flag so that your system will shut down if, if the core temperature gets to 60 degrees or something along those lines. Similar sorts of things, you might have a flag which will send you a message when your network's getting overloaded or if the temperature of the server room's getting bad, those types of things. Or it could be like a denial of service attack, you might have a flag that's going to tell you that you're getting too many um, denial of service um, activity going on on your network. So all those things are alerts which you can have sent by an email or via text message or something to make sure you can get ahead of the game, be proactive. And then activity error logs, again anything that goes on the network, it's no good it's no good coming to an activity log and finding it switched off three months ago because you then don't find out who is attacking you and why. So you, with the activity log you can see if somebody said that they've got a problem you can go into the logs and find out exactly what machine they were using, what date, what type of access they had, all these different parameters and the logs can be set out with different details to say what the IP address was, what they were trying to do at the time, all those things. And, and again you can then find out if somebody outside the organisation is trying to get in because it will appear in the logs. Uh, live traces to identify any network traffic or activity in real time. Many things like, I guess this sort of Wireshark is the one we, we practiced with. It tells you what packages are coming in and out, what ports are being used, who's using it, what their login details are, all those things. So again, there's different levels of detail, but all of these you can set up as um, activity alerts on the network to find out what problems are happening. And again, to try and be proactive. And if you can get them in real time, I, as they happen, it's much better than going to it later on when it's too late. And then a lot of systems, like our help desk system, have a dashboard, which is a consolidation. Same thing on Nextcloud. You've got a dashboard which shows you emails, tickets you're working on, um, files that you're sharing, all those types of things. So all of those tools help you do the job better. So that's their purpose. So that's 3.1, fault analysis tools and their, and their application. Uh, then 3.2, uh, purpose and application of organizational frameworks for troubleshooting. So again, a framework is just a, a system or mechanism as you can imagine, that just gives you uh, a process. So the framework tells you where to begin, what to do in the middle and what to do at the end. Uh, this particular one, so first of all, problem identification. So again, what is the problem you're dealing with? You use various diagnostic tools or fault uh, establishment tools to find out what's causing the problem. So once you've identified it, you can obviously move on to the next part of the framework is to do something about it. The next part of the framework is logging, uh, look at the fault history, identifying trends and issues. Is it that that happens every time, you know, at five o'clock on the network for a certain reason, you can look into it and find out what the problem is and fix it. Uh, once you've done the looking at the logs, the revolt, you know, the history of the logs, then you devise an action plan. How long are you going to take to restore it? Um, what's the measures you're going to take? Do you need to do backups and restores? Can you repair it live or do you have to shut everything down? Those types of things. And then escalation. Um, if you can't deal with it, you have to get in specialists from external third-party organisations or somebody more senior than yourself. Again, going up through that first, second, third, fourth line of support. And then solution implementation. So once you've done some practice things, some trials and trial and error stuff, what, what is the actual fix? And you've got to work out when you're going to do it. And again, do you want to bring the system down to do it or can you do it while it's live? Most servers have fixes which can take place when the thing is still running, which makes it a lot less problematic, I suppose. Uh, and then problem closure and review. Um, once you've fixed everything, everything's worked, hopefully, you then tell the users if you're doing it internally. 
and then you document what you did to make it work so that next time it happens you can fix it quite quickly. Uh, and then P3.3, root cause analysis approaches in their application. We talked about this on another podcast, but this is something you used presumably, or you would have mentioned in your ESP. Um, first of all, there's the five whys, uh, iterative questioning technique. You say, why is that happening? And hopefully if that might solve it, but if it doesn't, you ask another why question, another why question, another why question. If it takes you five whys and you still don't have a solution, it's pretty serious stuff. So it's just a good process of, again, iterative process of fixing things. Why is that happening? Do something. Is it still happening? Why? Do something. Is it still happening? Why? Etc. Um, and then these are various other methodologies here, root cause methodologies, the fishbone, fishbone diagram. If you imagine a fishbone is you've got the central spine and all these things that sort of go off in fins. Um, so establish cause and effect by grouping possible cause into various categories. So if you use, you check all the central things and then you isolate, is it a hardware thing, is it printer related, is it this related, that related. So bit by bit you eliminate and isolate what the problem is and then you can fix it. Um, then you've got FMEA, failure mode and effects analysis, um, identify which part of the process or systems are faulty, um, so which what parts are failing and what can you do to fix it and is that fixed it if not move on, so you do it fault by fault um, in terms of failure. And what fixing that one thing fixes, in some cases fixing one problem might cause other problems. So again, you need a process to make it methodical so you don't get too lost. Uh, the Pareto chart is to identify significance of a number of factors on a particular fault or problem. So you would identify a, a risk factor or a problem factor to certain elements and you'd work through then isolating those in terms of priority. And then scatter diagram, identify relationship between two factors or variables. If you look at a scatter chart, there's a few outliers and flyers, but generally you've got a central trend line which says most of the problems are occurring in that particular domain. So again, it's a way of isolating the issue and, and trying to solve it more quickly. So there's quite useful tools and practices. And then 3.4 um, is the principles of incident management, information technology infrastructure library or ITIL um, context support. Detection, first of all. So report and record the incident. Again, if there's a problem, you've got to record it because if it comes back and you didn't record it, then, then the problem is you. Uh, investigate and perform analysis to determine the extent and cause of the incident. So you do an investigation. It may be that you have to pass it on to somebody else more senior or it helps you sort of diagnose the problems. And then once you've analysed, investigated it and put down the determination, etc., you then prioritise and categorise it. Again, either to fix it yourself or to bring in other people and be able to um, tell them what sort of information they need to know to get working quickly. So that's the detection phase. And then the response phase, identify an, identify an owner who will have responsibility for the incident. So again, it's no good just saying, OK, we've identified these problems and, and walk away from it because somebody has to take responsibility. So you might divvy out responsibility and say, do you mind? That's your your aspect of the problem. That's your aspect. That's your aspect. Let's reconvene in a week and see who's got this stuff fixed or a day or whatever. Um, this is terms of response. Resolve the issue and restore the service. So fix it and then get back to where you were before. Hopefully everything's OK. Once you've got everything working the way it was in terms of response, then record the incident resolution and what changes you did. And again, that's for you or other people to be able to fix it much more quickly next time. Assuming the same problem happens, at least if nothing else, they can eliminate some of the problems by using what you've got in your documentation. And then the final part of that ITIL is in the intelligence, record, lessons learned, fixes and procedures. I mean, that ties in with some of those learning cycles to some extent. So. What did you learn from it? What was the fix you applied? And what type of procedure did you use? And do you need to update those procedures? If the procedure or process didn't work in a certain part, then you need to fix that and change it and document it. 
and then perform in-depth investigation analysis to identify the root cause of the incident. So this is the sort of forensics. What what actually caused it? If you fixed all the peripheral things around it and things are working, but there's still something going on, then you still need to dig in and find out what is actually below everything else. And then finally, share the lessons learned as input to continual improvement. So again, with your colleagues or in your internal systems for recording this stuff, share it out, make sure everyone benefits. And this is one of the good things about open source projects is that the forums, people find the fix, they put it up online and everyone benefits from it. And oftentimes you'll be on forums where somebody else has fixed that problem and shared it with you, which is quite useful. And finally, 3.5, the requirements for external reporting of faults and problem resolution. This is sort of legal standards requirements, I suppose. First of all, to comply with relevant legislation, regulations and external standards, for example, report to the ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office. If you've had a breach in your system because of the GDPR or Data Protection Act, you need to report it to the ICO or the Information Commissioner's Office. You may or may not be fined. They may take some further action, but if you don't report it, the fines are significantly bigger. And it may be a problem that they need to report more widely if it's a sort of security breach. So that's the first thing. So that's the regulatory agency and external bodies. And then obviously more, more obviously the notify customers and end users. So any failures of components or systems, you need to let them know it's not your fault. It's ours. We're working on We're fixing it. Uh, data breaches. If people have broken into your system, you need to let your customers know uh, so they can take evasive action or at least do something about it. And then data loss, you need to notify customers. I'm very sorry that we've lost some of your data. We're doing everything we can to retrieve it. Um, and these are the documentation for any legal action. So at that point, it would be sort of quite quite problematic and you may be taking some sort of legal action for the organisation. But that's where documentation is quite important. If it goes to court and you've got it all documented, then you can defend yourself. So that's pathway core element three, which is fault diagnosis or fault analysis and uh, problem resolution. Some of the practices and methodologies.